Kitchen, and you've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of August 24, 2020. This is episode 163. From that city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we are continuing the Quarantine Chronicles. Unlucky for some, but lucky for us. This is volume 13. 13 times we've been in uh, quarantines, sheltering in place uh, in the COVID era. And we're actually going to do something different. Uh, we're recording remotely for the conversation that you're about to hear. This, ladies and gentlemen, is still the Bellingham Podcast. Well, it's good to hear that sweet baritone voice from Parts Unknown. How you doing, Chris? I'm pretty good. I'm doing all right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> got got back from uh, caught you off guard on that one, huh? It um, did. Doing as good as we can uh, handle. We had the big um, move for our daughter to get her settled into her dorm in her university, uh, which was a couple time zones away. So we had to take a station break. Uh, for those of you that are frequent listeners of the show. Thank you once again for sticking with us. But uh, yeah, back from those uh, areas and boy, howdy, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, travel life and uh, ways to be thankful for what we have here in Bellingham. Uh, AJ, how the heck are you? I'm doing good, even though it's kind of uh, by the looks at it outside, man, looks like Bellingham's in full fall swing, dude. Like you came back and brought the rain with you. What the heck? I came back and it was actually in the 80s, but we've been back for a while. So now we're getting back. Uh, obviously, summer's over, sure. kids. Uh, we're going back to the crap weather. So, you know, get your get your hoodie on, get your uh, rain uh, soft shell on. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's good to be back and definitely blessed to be living in this area. So let's let's get right to it. So Chris, you were you were in parts unknown, and uh, I actually I have a shout out for you. Uh, one of our oh, listeners okay. uh, on Instagram at Watch Medicine actually reached out and wanted to ask, like, because he listened to the, the station break, and he was like, "I don't need to know where he is. I just need to know is he okay? Did he catch COVID? Like, he works in the I'm guessing he works in in the medical field and stuff. So like, huh. Chris, for the record." You don't have the Rona, as the kids say, right? I do not. No, thank you very much for inquiring on my well-being. I do appreciate that, fellow listener. Uh, no, my wife and I, uh, th- three of us flew out, two of us flew back. And uh, the, the day after uh, we got tested for coronavirus, because you know we like to be able to go out and about, even though we mask up here in uh, Bellingham, Whatcom County, and Washington State, because we care about the other people around us, which is why we're wearing a mask. Uh, anyway, I got tested for coronavirus coronavirus uh, and was negative. So uh, we made it to our destination and did not incur anything. And I'm back here uh, still kicking, uh, although I had a whole lot of uh, cuisine, local cuisine food, which was uh, delicious that I brought back with me, at least in my gut. So uh, yes, thanks. Thanks for inquiring. Appreciate it. So, so let's, let's start this off because I also had a few people ask, like, you know, is is Chris going to talk about like traveling in the, in the Corona era? So start us off. I mean, you, you, you departed, I'm guessing from SeaTac and not BLI, correct? uh, Correct. Uh, We were, it was, so we drove from Bellingham down I-5 and oh, by the way, in this current era, we didn't encounter the traffic that we normally would for some reason. There were no major sporting events being played that would clog up traffic. Anyway, we didn't encounter that made smooth sailing down to SeaTac Airport to get through TSA, Transportation Safety Administration, I believe it is, or total snobbery. I'm not going to finish that Of one. the airways, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. To get through the security check, it took us six minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Six! <laughs> this is how we wish airport travel was going to be. Uh, although masks were required everywhere you were going to go, because if you didn't have a mask, your carcass ain't flying. So uh, we were, and we had, you know, all maintain the distances. They had a whole lot of stickers for you to stand as you're making it through. Right, um, right. We, we flew Alaska Airlines. No, this is not a plug for Alaska. We just found the cheapest flight uh, to our destination on Alaska. And what they did, yes, we are in a tube of recycled air among people wearing masks for the entire flight. Hmm. They prohibited any middle seat reservations to try to help out. So... Uh, I had an aisle seat. My wife had another aisle seat across the way because we are long-legged individuals. Yeah, I got a beautiful gal who's over six feet for a wife. And <laughs> there, but they had a window seat available. So uh, we had a little bit of distance between us, but that also meant elbow room, which was a glorious thing. Nice. It's kind of it's like in regular times how you always wish you wouldn't be sitting next to someone. We got to experience that, uh, <laughs> which was great. The, 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 Question is, when they serve the snacks and the drinks, if you're supposed to wear a mask for the entire flight, how do you do that? I didn't have a straw with me, but I just kind of, you know, quickly lifted the mask up, took a sip, <laughs> ate my thing and put the mask back down. Uh, and also, I, I got to do a, an observational public service announcement for those of you that are going to be uh, using Seattle Tacoma International Airport to get from your flight to the baggage claim area, uh, which in this case in Seattle Tacoma Airport involves a shuttle. The shuttles arrive every three minutes. Stop sardining yourself in a shuttle with people that, and stop, you know, maintain your social distance even yeah. there because as we were in there, we are getting pretty close and friendly with people that had to be able to get in there to make their shuttle. It comes every three minutes. Do yourself a favor, wait. This is a public service announcement. Uh, so anyway, that was that was one thing. And from the Washington State side, pretty smooth, pretty uneventful. There's a whole lot of construction still going on in SeaTac Airport. Uh, love to be able to have. It's kind of like the Tacoma Dome area on I-5, isn't it? Under perpetual uh, construction. Uh, anyway, that was fine. But you know, uh, traveling and, and you know, go to another area of the nation, one that has had a longer history than the Northwest. Mm -hmm. And from my experience now, this is a, this show is always about positivity. I will not throw anyone under the bus unless it's a, unless it's a tech company that I do not like because I can yeah, speak yeah. from experience on that one because I'm a professional. But Word. as a visitor to a particular area uh, of a distance away from Washington State, let's go a couple time zones away just to kind of give you a geographical uh, approximate location. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a ad hoc kind of segment about hashtag gratitude. And when you go travel somewhere and you come back, some of you may wish you never left, but me, I was really looking forward to getting back to my town here in right Bellingham, Beham. And here are some reasons why I think uh, those of us who are listening to this show that are from Bellingham, Whatcom County, this is how uh, we can be, be filled with gratitude for where we live in no particular order. Stepping outside our home and not immediately sweating from 91 degrees and 90% humidity at 8.30 a.m. So clearly you did not fly to Alaska. Okay. Didn't, we flew on Alaska, but we did not fly to Alaska. Okay. Right. Um, also, in, in this area that we live, if we were to get a glass of water from the tap, it actually tastes palatable. Can't say that for other areas around the country. We should be very thankful about our straight up tap water. 
One thing that as you're, you know, kind of, we've mentioned in some previous episodes, how we go for walks around, uh, walking yeah. around and, and walking our dogs and things like that. In Bellingham, Whatcom County, we have ADA compliant sidewalks. Can't say the same about some areas in this nation. There were cracks, there were levels. I mean, for someone who is uh, in a wheelchair or other type of device, uh, that would be, very, some are impassable uh, in, in the public sidewalks. I'm very thankful for straight sidewalks here in my area. Um, and then also my, my vehicle has a pretty good suspension system because we don't have a whole lot of potholes and sinkholes and cracks in the roadway. Uh, that's something to be grateful for here in Bellingham. Other areas of this nation do not have that. And we got on some rickety roads in residential neighborhoods with our rental car and went kaboom, 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 <laughs> and got to digest our food even quicker based on the amount of activity and the rigor that it was riding in our cars. Got to shoot straight. You know, we, we've complained about uh, various drivers, how, you know, th there's the cutting off and things like that. I stand corrected. Oh, in wow. Washington, in this area in Washington, we have actually polite drivers that are just somewhat oblivious. We <laughs> need to be thankful because we have drivers who are, are courteous and do not make immediate hairpin left turns in traffic from the far right lane. Ooh. So picture that with me, folks. A car is in the far right lane in a three lane road without using their turn signal, taking an immediate hairpin left turn across two, two lanes of traffic as we are moving. It's a beautiful thing. It's like watching a video game right in front of you and hitting the brakes. You get to feel the G's as opposed to actually playing that video game. One thing, you know, as we, as we were talking about today, it rained. Uh, and we're, about, you know, getting a couple uh, instances of rain uh, around Bellingham and stuff like that. Isn't it nice in this area how the rain falls vertically and not horizontally? Uh, I don't know, Chris. Sometimes, are, some seasons, we, we do get that. Okay, so that's that's like a particular, maybe a handful of times on some blustery thunderstorms. Not multiple times a day okay, in summer okay. when you least expect it and don't have an umbrella. And you're in like a sleeveless shirt and shorts like I would be wearing. That is a little unsettling in some areas. So I'm kind of thankful for the drizzly, dreary rain that falls down lightly on my skull of a forehead. And also, if I may also continue in the gratitude tip, uh, a lot of Whatcom County res restaurants provide choices for vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and other food allergy diets. Right. I can safely say, at least in the area that my wife and uh, our, my, our daughter and I was in, there were very few vegan, vegetarian, diet-friendly locations. <laughs> now you can get a little bit more of an approximation of the geographical location where we might have been at. I was going to say, you sound very south and east from here is what I'm getting. Uh, in, in, a, in a couple of ways, yes, without going into too much detail. Yeah, we have some healthy food around here. And for that, I am grateful. Also, uh, in downtown Bellingham, we should be thankful that we do not have a plethora of buildings that are unoccupied for months and years on end, like abandoned buildings. Mm -hmm. We have pretty good capacity, or pretty good occupancy for our business buildings around town. It's a it's a little uh, concerning to see just a whole lot of and what goes on in an abandoned building. Um, I think that's something that we should be thankful for here in Bellingham. And uh, it was uh, it was a unique experience from another area of this world. Uh, and boy, howdy, my wife and I are so happy to be back home in Bellingham. Well, you know what else? What you know what else welcomes you back to Bellingham? What's that, AJ? 
You might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. They are community powered without any rat traps and they're steaming, st- steaming, <laughs> uh, in some cases, uh, a pot of, uh, uh, you know, good food and streaming their signal worldwide <laughs> on KMRE.org. Thank you, KMRE.org, for airing our show. We do appreciate it. Yep. So uh, we shall let's 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 segue into what would what we would normally say is the Bellingham B I N G O. However, yes, because you were gone last week, I feel that we do need to play out the free space of our bingo card. So this week, you and I are going to skip having any recommendations because you've been out of you know place for at least you know, a week or so. So I had my fill of uh, food from another area and I didn't do much takeout in Bellingham, but next episode, we'll definitely be uh, resuming the bingo card, but yeah, the free space, that's a good one. I think we should uh, use our, our uh, mulligan on this one to just take a pause on the food publicity for that. AJ, what's been going on in the work from home era for you uh, or around uh, the PNW? So actually at the time of this recording, just the other other day, I tried out a, a feature that I hadn't tried out yet on Instagram called uh, Instagram TV. So it's kind of like Instagram's YouTube, for lack of better terms. And okay. um, I've had a lot of people ask ever since we uh, did that short bit a couple episodes back about the Baltic Aquascaf. Like I've had a lot of people in the watch fam reach out, like ask me specifically two questions. One, how did I get my watch so dark? And two, well, we'll get to that in a second. And two, Uh um, you know, my thoughts about it, thoughts about having a bronze watch and stuff. And um, so I did a a little segment on uh, IGTV about the fact is I didn't get my my watch dark. I just wear it like, you know, going to the lake or going up to the mountains and anything in between. It just that's how it's patina. That's the the nice thing about having a bronze watch, which we've said before on a previous episode. so I uh, I was listening to an old episode because, you know, I wasn't recording with you, Chris. So I, you know, what else am I going to do? So I started listening to old episodes of, of different podcasts because I was caught up. And 10 and 2, Cat uh, and Catlin uh, from 10 and 2 Media out of Tennessee. Hello, 10 and 2. Hey, 10 and 2. Um, so they, I was re-listening to one of their episodes and they had brought up about, you know, just off the cuff. They, one of them said that, oh, it'd be cool to have a bronze watch. You know, I kind of like the patina. And the other one was the contrary because they wouldn't know... They, you know, they like having more of a, uh, you know, they know what the watch is going to look like over time type of thing. And so I kind of mishmashed all of that and did this little segment on Instagram um, because I have, you know, I have pictures of this watch since I've had it and I did an overlay. So basically of what it was brand new out of the box minutes after I, I've had it to literally just taking off my wrist and, and doing it. So I did an overlay fade and did it all on video and stuff. And um, a lot of people said that it was good. So of course they would. Well, and I'm not no. I am not not known for video. I usually say uh, video goes to my our, our good friend Darren. Uh, he is yes. a video guy. Um, he's gonna hate the fact that I said that, but yeah, he is. So, um, so yeah. So if you're interested in in seeing uh, kind of the, the the I guess before and after. I don't know what else you want to call it. The the time uh, that I've had it and and how the my Baltic Aquascaf bronze has patinaed over time here in the Pacific Northwest. I've got that on my Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash AJ Barce. And we got a link to that in the show notes. And for the love oh. of Tony Schiavone and David Crockett, drink. Oh, you took it away from me. Ah, I will get. Well, I will I'll get hit you with the next. You get the next one then. Okay, fine. Fine. Yes. Deal. So anyway, I just thought it was kind of cool. I, uh, you know, it's just something different in in the the creator sphere, and it's also a piece of watch fam uh, 
material and stuff. So the other thing I've been doing is, so obviously I'm Captain Get Out. And so I've been taking my toddler up into the mountains or over into the lake or just pretty much anywhere here in Whatcom and Skagit. Uh, We've gone as far south as uh, the highest point of Fidalgo Bay and as far east as Mount Baker, uh, as far north as uh, Blaine. And everywhere in between. I mean, it's just that's that's what I can do. And I, I, I kind of wrap it into this concept of I, I call it adventure school, you know, because uh, he's 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 not yet four. So, I mean, there's not a lot of rugged terrain and, and actual like adventuring, adventuring I can do with him. But I've, I've done quite a bit. And out of it, because we're techs and we're also family men, you know, I, I get this question a lot of like, you know, how do I deal with screen time during the day? And, you know, my wife and I both are either working or doing classes and courses and stuff. And he does get a fair bit of, of screen time, but it's always in a, in a learning vein. So on any of our devices, we usually have a handful of apps um, that are actively helping him do his uh, reading, uh, writing. Uh, we started a little bit of mathematics, you know, just so anyway, I, I did a I did a, a blog post um, on my my more academic blog with regards to how to balance screen time. And if you're going to do it, do it from more of a learning vein. Uh, and then on my photography side of things, I did more for the outdoor folk and specifically and this is kind of a I don't know, maybe it might be a little bit of a touchy subject for some parents. We have a problem with like getting kids out into the outdoors because they want to be just glued to their phone, to their forehead, and either Instagram and Snapchat everything. And I kind of flipped that paradigm on its head a little bit in on this post because I still say like out in the outdoors, regardless of how old um, or young, in my the case of me, that you have a kiddo, you still can use a smartphone for good. Um, and so I, I mentioned things like the Cornell School of, uh, of Ornithology. They have an app called Merlin, which will allow you to take a picture of a bird out in the wild. And it has a database that it will do like this AI thing and actually find a log for that bird if they can identify it. So you can use this as I use the analogy for my Star Trek fans using a tricorder. You know, basically these phones oh, are yeah. a tricorder. You are an away team as a family. However, you go out. And using this to seek out new life and new civilizations, okay? And one, it's a little bit more interactive. Two, kind of gets the juices flowing for, for you because, like, as, as adults, like, you, you, you don't know what you don't know. And so, like, if you go out, it's like, oh, there's a robin. Well, was that a robin? You know, like, you can use these, these apps to kind of discover the more natural world. Um, and there's another one in there called, uh, called Seek by the iNaturalist that also helps you get the flora and fauna side because... You know, it's it's pretty shocking how much we don't know about our our plants, and let alone are they edible? Do you need? Do you want to touch them? You know, I was I was recently with some friends of mine. This was pre-COVID, so I mean that's how recent. And it's things like you know they were just about to brush up against some uh, stinging nettle. Now, if you've grown up in the Pacific Northwest, like you know when stinging nettle season is, and you know what that plant is, because if you've ever brushed up against it, it's the last time you'll ever do that mistake. Takes you one experience to be able to educate you, <laughs> right? And so, but again, like if you, if you, because you and I have friends and colleagues that aren't from the, uh, originally from this area, and that's completely a foreign concept to them. Like they know blackberries, they're pokey, but this plant that, relatively speaking, looks completely harmless. You brush up against it, and it'll remind you it's not. <laughs> you know, uh, as your skin is burning for the next 10 minutes. So yes. um, being able to use these apps to discover the more of the natural world around us, whether you're here in the Pacific Northwest or whatnot, it, you know, it's helpful anywhere in the world that you're at. 
so I have a link of that 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 blog post in the show notes. And and for the love of Duck Hunt, drink. <laughs> um, well, we're, we'll work this out. This whole like you and I tag teaming on on the drinking thing. Oh, well, forget yeah, well, we're, it's only been hundred and sixty some episodes. We'll work on our craft. Yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, if 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 you're looking for for avenues of integrating your your digital device, even in the outdoors, um, to help your teen or your tot better understand the 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 local science that you have around you, um, I got some ideas. So and some photography to boot. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been doing, Chris. Is mostly um, just you know, doing some Watchman stuff because, you know, I didn't have you around, so I couldn't yak with you on a, on a mic. Oh, I guess that is one of, I guess in, in the, in local news, uh, this last weekend at the time of this recording, I, so my, my tot and I, we went up to uh, table mountain, uh, which is, okay. if you're not, if you're not familiar with table, it's, uh, near artist point at Mount Baker. And, uh, it's, it's funny because like, I've been up to Baker a lot this season, just because like I said, adventure school, right. And the main drive um, to get from uh, the Bagley Lake area to get up to Artist Point has been snowed in. And so they've been gated off. And because of COVID, the Forest Service was unable to, to do plowing and stuff. Well, this last weekend, I can inform all of you, it is now open. The gate is open and there is still some snow up at Artist Point, but the actual drive, you're able to make the entire uh, drive up because up until then, and I'd, I'd seen a couple weeks back, there's been a few people who would uh, trek up with uh, their backpack and a snowboard. They would trek up to the top of Artist and then snowboard or slalom down the front side uh, down to like the Chain Lake or Bagley Lake uh, area, which was pretty rad, but not my thing. You know. Pretty rad, but uh, you know, at the, both of us here at the Bellingham Podcast do not recommend doing what AJ Ooh. just described. <laughs> it no, was fun well, to see, but yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, but I mean, it's just it's just fun. You know, uh, you do what you want to. As long as you you're safe, do what you want to do in the outdoors. But uh, for those of us that have little ones who couldn't, you know, snowshoe with your toddler up to uh, Artist Point to then start your trek onto either table or or whatever, it was a bit of a jaunt. And so finally it, it opened up. So, uh, um, yeah, my toddler and I, we, we actually summited a table together, which was fun. Very cool. So if you're, if you're in the, the local area and, uh, you're just like, ah, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. And, and if you just listened to me and said, if you take away anything, artist point is open, go pack a bag, pack a lunch, get there early because everybody else in Whatcom County has also discovered this and go on a hike. There's your public service announcement from Captain Get Out. <laughs> All right. And now uh, tossing it over to Captain Minimal. That's me. Uh, <laughs> this past month, uh, in a couple previous episodes, uh, talked about how I had my great eBay purge. And uh, I've been going through August <clears throat> uh, kind of telling myself, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not going to buy anything for a while just because. Um, but the, the, the urges are there. And one of the things that I tried, I don't know where I got it from, but I got it somewhere because I have no original thoughts of my own. Um, the, I wanted to write down when I came up with a, uh, a thing I wanted to buy. Uh, I have a, a little bit of a journal, uh, a, not, a, not a permanent journal, but just a, a soft cover one. And I would write down what the item is and how much it was. And then I would write in the next line, why? 
Like, why would I want to buy this? And I would list all the reasons why, because uh, this and blah, 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 and then why not? And the funny thing is I, I, I got a number of them, uh, things that I wanted to purchase. Uh, now, why not was, it was either, I don't have that amount of cash on hand right now to be able to pay for it straight out. And I'm not going to get back into uh, the previous uh, mindset where I'd be getting it and then I'll pay it off later. Uh, also, if I, if I also have something such as, you know, bass guitars um, make me rubberneck and my wife is fully aware of this. If I see a beautiful bass guitar, whether it's four string or five string, uh, I will probably go, huh? And uh, take a, take a look at that. But um, I already have two fabulous bass guitars. And so this has been part of the impulse buy uh, gimme list. And so I've been hmm. keeping an impulse by journal to try to just at least write it down, log it, and then move on from there. Also, um, with the little bit of time that we've had in the summer now that, you know, this is a, this is a fairly low ebb time of year from a, a tech standpoint or a work standpoint, there's not a lot of fury or uh, stuff going on. I've taken time to compartmentalize a whole lot of my technology. And what I've learned is uh, if I take one web browser and I dedicate that only for work-related websites, and I often use the Brave web browser just because of a whole lot of things that I could nerd out about. We could take a whole show about that. Uh, but I use Brave for work-related uh, web browsing. And then another web browser, Firefox, by the folks in Mozilla for non-work sites. Uh, Doing that kind of compartmentalizes my mindset that if I'm going to look at something, I'm going to be able to use a specific browser for it and, and the, the two shall not meet. And then also um, I worked on trying to get, we've talked about notes, apps, whether it be analog or digital for like since the inception of this oh, show. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, I've tried to go with uh, a very privacy security focused uh, application called Standard Notes, which is awesome. However, in, in the couple areas of friction in my workflow, and so I went to uh, Bear, which is cross-platform, and I already had an annual subscription paid for it, uh, so I figured, why not? And I've been having a copy and paste fest for <laughs> migrating my notes, because there's really no slick way, quick way of doing no. it. I had to do it one at a time, and of course, cut, you know, Command-C, Command-V, or Control-C, Control-V, my head off. Uh, that, along the lines with streamlining and consolidating my bookmarks you know how many how many of us out there have a website that we want to refer to later and so we create a bookmark save for later and never get to it are you like me are you doing this on a regular basis okay well this time i was like i'm opening up all these tabs and i'm deciding i'm i'm condoing it i'm i'm doing the condo oh, web oh man do i want this is this actually relevant information for me uh, now or in the future if so i'm going to tag it and relabel it because oftentimes a bookmark will have a huge amount of text for it and i edit that description just to go you know ways i can love aj better uh, <laughs> instead of like the website and the article name and crap like that so the lesson the lesson that i've learned uh, during this time of compartmentalizing my tech, you got to have dedicated focused time to clean things up. You can't be doing Word. this while you're answering email. You can't be doing this while you're in a meeting or recording a podcast. Uh, oh. You have to have dedicated focused time. You can't watch the three stooges while going by Marie Kondo's methods of, of cleaning up your digital life. 
They just don't mix. That wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating, re- reviewing us, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They are community powered and they are worldwide on KMRE.org. On that note, uh, put your mask on, everyone. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Oh, wait, let me take off my mask. And, uh, and I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Yeah, I'm going to like it when we can go back to recording face-to-face. You need to get out of this containment thing, dude. I'm, I'm fully contained right now. And yes, uh, it's good to get it out and about. Out.